Listen in Fridays to the new feature Times Like This on Aura City Radio in partnership with Luxembourg Times. Joined in the studio by Helen Pritchard from uh, Luxembourg Times. Good morning, how are you? Good morning, very well, thanks. Uh, thanks for joining us. So, uh, well, there's lots to talk about this week. Um, we'll start with uh, with COVID. Hooray, back again uh, in the news. But uh, it's it's all about really how we're coming out of it it seems. Uh, so the first story is Luxembourg gets tougher on unvaccinated uh, people with new COVID rules. How, how's this? So basically the Prime Minister, Xavier Bettel, and the Health Minister this week, so they announced the new COVID rules um, that will be in place until the 18th of October, basically. Mm-hmm. Now, actually, not much has changed, um, but the main change is that um, PCR tests will no longer be free. Yeah. So from the 15th of this month, um, there'll be no more free PCR test. Now, you know, Bettel, he reiterated many times during the press conference, which was on, on Wednesday, I think, um, that the, the reason why they're putting this in place really is to encourage people to get vaccinated. Sure. Um, so that's why they are putting it in place. Um, another another change that will be as well is that there will be the COVID check system to enter hospitals. Okay. Whether you're a patient or a visitor, they'll have that in place. Um, yeah, and then, you know, Bettel was was just saying, you know, that if, if the PCR tests that people have to pay for them, then people who are not vaccinated might think, actually, it'll be more convenient for me to, to be vaccinated. Um, and, you know, another thing he said as well was that people can't be paying for free PCR tests for people who choose not to get the vaccine. Yeah, that, I thought that was an interesting quote. So he called it a paradigm shift, saying we can no longer justify that the general public pays, pays for tests for people who don't want to get vaccinated. Exactly. So it's, yeah. uh, you know, if you're making the choice not to be, then you should be paying to be getting the tests because that's what he's saying yeah yeah, yeah. so at the moment um, there are eight people in intensive care in Luxembourg and none of them have been vaccinated so that was the point that he was making you know was that sure. the people who are at the moment the most seriously ill in Luxembourg were not vaccinated um, so that is how then you know this this move basically ties in hand to hand with with those stats that he's saying. And how, how's the health system dealing with you know the the increase in numbers of unvaccinated people? You know, are, are they they're handling the the amount of people who are being infected now? Okay then, because I know they're expecting another wave, but it's going to be generally among the unvaccinated, right? That's what they're saying. So actually, the health minister and Paulette Lennart, she said that you know we, we could expect a fourth wave, and she would expect that you know that the people who have not been vaccinated would be. Um, heaviest hit by that basically mm-hmm. um, yeah although you know 70% of people living in Luxembourg have been vaccinated um, which is around where they had said the, they needed to be that was where the tipping point was really wasn't it for exactly it's, it's on a par with the EU mm-hmm. average um, so yeah um, also you know there's um, 79% of the positive cases from last week were people who were not vaccinated. Oh wow! Um, yeah, and then um, there were a lot of cases as well of people returning from holiday. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you know, if uh, if you're yet to get your shot, you're certainly encouraged uh, to to go and do that. Uh, pupils to return to school mask free. 
Yeah, that's right. So the education minister, he spoke yesterday. Um, so we've got um, kids are going back to school um, in two weeks' time. I think it's the 15th of September. Mm -hmm. And he has said now that people, pupils will not have to wear masks in classrooms or in the playground. Um, obviously, if they want to, they can. <laughs> but they don't have to, right. that, that's what he's sure. saying. Um, now, the only places where they do have to wear it is in the corridors, you know, when you move around in school, maybe in secondary school, when you're moving in between classrooms, for example, then you have to wear it. Um, also in school transport, um, and if there are any activities where there are more than 10 pupils, then you have to wear it. But most of the time in school, you know, you're either in the classroom or in the playground, so yeah, no, no masks. Uh, there's a, a point which I thought was, was interesting. So if one person in a class tests positive for the virus, uh, pupils will continue to go to school. Exactly. So if there's a positive case, the rest of the class continues to go to school, but then they have to wear a mask. Okay. So they have to wear a mask until they've got tested. Mm-hmm. Um, so and will those tests be done in school and do you know how that's going to work? Um, well, actually they're putting in place a twice weekly test as well. So there'll okay. be one test at school and one test at home. Right, okay. Um, but yeah, obviously, you know, if there's a if there's a positive case, then yeah, you know, everybody would have to get get tested. Then the only time where um, where pupils would have to be in quarantine is if they, you know, if they've been in contact with a positive case um, and they're they're not taking tests, basically. So if if they don't if they're saying I'm not getting vaccinated I'm not being tested then it's like okay you've stayed. Then you'd have to be in quarantine. You know if if you've been in the same classroom as somebody who's tested positive. Okay, and people aged 12 to 18 are being vaccinated now. I, I, there was talk of vaccinations happening in the schools as well. Yeah, so you can get vaccinated um, from from 12 years old onwards. Um, so there was a a union actually um, who were trying to push for you know vaccinations to be available. Um, at the school, um, so they're still in talks about this, but obviously, you know, parents would still have to consent. Sure. Um, the child wouldn't be able to to just go by him or mm -hmm. herself. Um, so there are talks about that at the moment as well. Okay, that's the teachers union calling for that one. So that may may or may not happen, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. We'll watch that space. Uh, and then finally, in sort of COVID-related news, uh, or at least in coming out of COVID, a lot of people have been working from home. That has meant some changes with uh, cross-border workers especially and the amount of time uh, at which they're allowed to work at home. Um, yeah. And Luxembourg and Belgium have come up with a new compromise. Yeah, exactly. So, well, for many, many years, um, cross-border workers, whether they live in France, Belgium or Germany, there's been a limit as to how many days a year they can work from their home in mm -hmm. France, Belgium or Germany, right? So, um, Belgium, it's always been 24 days that people can work from home if they work for a company in Luxembourg. In France, 29, and people who live in Germany, it's limited to 19. Mm -hmm. And then beyond that, so if they work from home more than that, then they would have to pay their taxes in the country where they live and in Luxembourg. Um, so that's why, you know, the, there's a limit to that and people stay within that limit. Obviously, with the pandemic, they had to lift that because it was just unrealistic. You know, people sure. during the pandemic, they, they were able to work from their home in, in those countries. But also weren't allowed even to cross the border, especially with Belgium. <laughs> At one was, point, yeah. exactly, yeah. <laughs> with, with, you know, no limit to it. Now, this week, um, Luxembourg and Belgium came to an agreement that from the beginning of next year, you know, it, if if they then get rid of that 
no limits because of the pandemic, then people who live in Belgium from next year onwards will be able to work 34 days a year okay. from home before they would be taxed in both countries. So that's 20, uh, sorry, that's um, 10 days more well, than okay. it used to be. Um, so yeah, good news for, for people living in Belgium and working in Luxembourg. Any word on what might be happening with the French and German sides or if there's going to be a shift or change? I don't know yet. I don't know yet. It's, it's quite a complicated topic because you know, you've got that on the, on the tax front. Mm-hmm. And then there's the question of social security as well. So for all three countries, all three neighbouring countries, if people work more than 25% of their time from those countries, then they would actually be covered by the social security of that country oh, that rather country. than Luxembourg. Uh-huh. But the social security in Luxembourg is much more advantageous to people. Um, so that comes into the question as well. So, you know, there's mm-hmm. a, a lot to think about when when they put these things in place. And speaking of um, cross-governmental cooperation, there's been uh, work with uh, evacuating people from Kabul, right? Exactly. That's yes. been between uh, Luxembourg and, and Belgium, is that they've... Yeah, so there was a joint operation. So basically, um, Luxembourg had a, a plane, um, you know, ferrying people from Islamabad mm-hmm. back to, to Europe. And then there were um, other planes, Belgian ones, um, taking people from Kabul to Islamabad. Okay. Um, so yeah, that, that was a joint operation between them, um, yeah, to, to bring people to safety from there. Interesting. Um, Luxair facing pressure to fly or lose assets this winter. This is uh, an interesting story. We had a story, I remember, a couple of, maybe two months ago, about how uh, Cargo Lux had seen their profits soar during mm-hmm. the pandemic, but Luxair's was like a way down. And as a whole, they're doing all right, but maybe they can't justify all those planes just sitting on the runway. Yeah, so well, this was actually was an exclusive story we had this week from um, from Emery. Um, and basically what it is, is that um, airlines have airport slots at an airport, um, which means that, you know, that, that is the time that they have to land, to use the services of that airport and to take off. So what will be happening is that from late October, airlines will have to use half of the airport slots that they've reserved or otherwise they will lose them permanently. Okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, b- before the pandemic, it's an EU rule, and before the pandemic, they had to use 80%, but then, there, you know, there, there, was, there was no rule during the pandemic, and now it's back on at 50%. So, you know, in, in concrete terms, what it means is that, you know, if an airport cancels more than 50% of their airport slots, then that slot will be offered to other airlines, okay. lose them permanently. That's interesting. Yeah, it's a use it or lose it system. Yeah, basically. It's funny. I mean, I was at home in uh, I was at home in Ireland just in the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and uh, in the airport that I was at, it had uh, for outgoing flights. There was my flight uh, and one more, and then and it was an early afternoon flight, another one in the evening, and then nothing for the rest of the day. It was just the flight the following day. So flight numbers are just. They've been decimated, and I guess for an airline like Luxair, it's... Exactly. Well, you know, the thing for, for Luxair is that it relies quite a lot as well on links with, you know, business links, basically. Sure. Um, so, you know, links um, 
yeah, with um, I don't know Geneva or London, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's quite crucial, you know, for Luxair because you know if people can't get on their most convenient flights, then they will just turn to another airline and fly with them instead. Um, you know, and those cancellations is often due to lack of demand, because sure. you know, there's not enough demand, and so the the airline doesn't fly. Now, if that happens and it cancels it, if it does that more than half the time, then it won't they even have that slot anymore. So. Wow. Yeah, it's quite a, quite a problem for for s- smaller airlines. And I wonder are people just you know ha- having done all of their meetings online for the last year, just saying I'm oh, actually I'm not going not going to get on that flight and go for that meeting. I'll quite just, possibly. I'll just do it online. And, yeah. And wonder will they will they return or will they return to pre-pandemic numbers? We'll exactly. Uh, I think well I think we we can all and we've all seen this summer 2021 the second mm-hmm. wettest on record only the second. Exactly. So it's the second wettest summer since 1854. Nice. <laughs> so the wettest one was in 1931. And since then, we haven't had a, a, you know, a summer that's had as much rain sure. as this year. I mean, obviously, you know, everyone will have heard about the floods in July. Um, and it was on the 14th of July. That was the first day of the floods. Mm-hmm. That was the, the heaviest rainfall. Um, so yeah, it's also been much colder, well, a bit colder than, than previous years, so half uh, 0.5 Celsius, but you know, colder than previous years. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, you know, we felt that there's been a lot of rain and yeah, the, the stats the confirm that as well. So. And uh, apparently that drop in temperature is not bad for winemakers, and, or is not good, sorry, for winemakers in the country. Either. Exactly, they'll be suffering a lot as well with, mm. um, yeah. Right, avoid 2021 vintages then. Uh, Luxembourg loosens the reins on foreigners' voting rights. This is a big story. Yeah, so foreigners voting in the local election. So that is basically the election. It happens every six years, and that's where you vote for your local councillors. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're the people who get a vote on the budget and they decide which construction projects will be built within your commune, for example. So anyone living in the city, the commune is Luxembourg City. Sure. Um, and sort of disenfranchisement has been a, a, it is a massive issue in this country with, with so many people coming from outside of Luxembourg. Exactly, that's the thing. So, you know, half the population are foreigners and so far the rule has been that you have to have lived in Luxembourg for five years before you can get to vote for your local representatives. Mm-hmm. Um, but now... Um, the government has decided that you know they will they will get rid of that and so people as soon as they arrive in the country as soon as they've registered at a commune mm-hmm. um, then they will be able to and um, they will be able to vote yeah in in the local elections yeah about 70% of the capital's residents not actually from luxembourg so if they can have a say in how the city works and how it runs and works you know how it's going to work for them that'll make a huge difference yeah i I mean they've had a say before from five when they've been here five years but um now it'll be immediately i mean it still has to be you know passed in parliament but yeah they've Mm -hmm. they've announced this uh at the last poll in 2017 less than a quarter of resident foreigners signed up to vote so if uh, if you are well i mean if you're here you're you hopefully will soon be eligible so sign up and uh, and you know have your voice heard yeah say. exactly people can also you know foreigners can also run for office really? to be elected yeah yeah because um last time actually so the last um communal election was in 2017 and there were 370 foreigners that ran for office although only 15 were elected mm-hmm. but you know you you still you still can it's not like the national election the general election mm-hmm. where you have to be luxembourgish
Oh, or have citizen have a citizenship yeah. cool. Uh, but you do have to have lived for five years. Is that right? If you want to run in the local elections, you have to live in Luxembourg for five years yes. and in that municipality for six months at least. Yes, exactly. Okay, interesting. Good. Uh, anything else that you're working on this week? And a lot of big stories in there. Um, well, at the moment, you know, it's uh, everyone is coming back from holiday in the country. The government, you know, will be back in action. Mm-hmm. The schools will be starting again soon. So, yeah, there'll be a lot more news coming after the the, the summer lull on the news front, really, which is quite quite normal every year. Um, so, yeah, we're looking forward to, to September. Fantastic. Hello, everybody. Check out uh, luxtimes.lu for all of those stories and more uh, throughout the rest, of the rest of the week. And thanks for joining us. Thank you. See you next time.